Welcome to NextCast. My name is Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. NextCast is a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. Every episode, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation both inside and outside the classroom. This is actually the last episode of our first season. Thanks to everyone who's been listening. Thank you to all our guests. And a special thanks to all the people at the CTL's Creative Productions Department, especially Santino Pinozzo, who always tries to make these episodes sound nice before I mess them up in the editing. We'll be back in September with new episodes every second week. For this episode, we'll be doing a preview of Showcase 2018, which is happening on Thursday, June 7th at Humber's Lakeshore Campus. We'll be talking to a few of the people who are presenting at this year's Showcase. If you want to find out some more information about Showcase, you can go to humber.ca slash showcase. So our first guest on this Showcase preview uh, next cast episode is Mary Goral, who is a library technician at the Lakeshore Libraries at Humber. And Mary is going to be presenting a workshop at Showcase um, that deals with a, a video project that she put together with the help of the Center for Teaching and Learning. Welcome to NextCast, Mary. Thank you. So I was wondering, could you tell us a little bit about that project? What was the genesis of it? How did it come together? And what was the idea behind it? Sure. Um, it really just started when the uh, Lakeshore launch happened here at Lakeshore, mm -hmm. and I went to see the CTL creative part of it. And that day I saw a video clip that had been made with a program called Go Animate, and it captured me. By personality, I'm a little bit shy, so but I really was interested. So I, I asked the guy who made it, um, you know, what's that program? Right. And what can it do? And all of a sudden, the wheels in my head were turning, and I thought, there's something I could do with that for the library. What does GoAnimate look like? I'm not actually familiar with it. Well, people who aren't it's familiar. a software program that their slogan is, anyone can animate. Um, but the world of animation is, you know, if you're really into it, it's very... Um, involved. Right. So I'd never done one before, but I'd always drawn cartoons by hand and I have that interest. I also do this display case here at Lakeshore campus. Oh, okay. I've been doing that for years. So that's kind of another creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So already in my mind, I was thinking, I think we can use this. So that day was kind of a, a key day where I, I, I thought, I'm going to float this idea. So I approached CTL. I had a direction of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to say. Because when I'm at Lakeshore, I'm a frontline person. I'm on the research help desk. And one of the motivating factors was that over a year ago, the word was out that the research help desk, statistics of students coming to our desk was actually dropping. Now, it wasn't dropping here at Lakeshore as much as it was at North Campus, and that could have been due to the new design of the building itself. But it's a sad reality to me to see students struggling and not come and see us face-to-face -face when they can. Right. So the creation of this video came from really from my heart because I see students every day and I see them struggle, and they'll come, and I've seen students, one of the funny things that we pulled out in the video is uh, traveling with a USB, or at least making sure students know to save all their work to the H drive. 
It may sound really basic, and it is once they know, but for first-year college students who don't know, mm-hmm. we can actually witness some of them, you know, kind of break down in tears because they've lost a good hour of their yeah. work because they didn't save it. Yeah. So that comes out. There was a, a cute kind of humorous way we showed that in the video with the characters. The USB and the H drive become these prominent graphic symbols, but they're worked into the story. Right. And the students, in, um, they're, they're, they're a chosen group of characters, and there's also the library host who a lot of people think he looks like a particular staff member here at the Lakeshore <laughs> campus. But um, that's not confirmed. But it's, that's you know, official, you know it's some, a... some of the characters just might look a little bit like sure. some of our staff, but... Um, and, and, and sometimes, because I did put it together, there was a certain person I might have been thinking of, I have mm. to say. So anyways, there's, there's a, a guy that plays the host, and he really has become the prominent figure to lead the students all through the different places where they can find help for the, on their research journey. So in your workshop, um, you're going to talk about this project and everything we just talked about, but is part of your idea that... Anybody can do this. That this is a, a project that anybody well, should the kind of thing um, that anybody should take on. Or? It is to show that anybody can do it, but with caution, because um, anybody can do it if they're willing to be on a very steep learning curve mm-hmm. and never give up. If if you love this sort of work, the passion will keep you going. Right. What I want is that people would be realistic in knowing there's many, many steps. So my workshop will show you just how many details you had to think about in a Mm -hmm. project like this. So uh, yes, anyone can do it because I myself didn't think I could and I pulled it off, but I have to say I pulled it off with amazing support from CTL and uh, some very um, trained people that could tell me and show me the ropes and um, I can't say enough about CTL. I, I had no, and I've been at Humber for quite a few years, but I ne- had no uh, connection personally. And so it was kind of uh, like a fresh start for me and like f- working with people I'd never worked with before. And mm-hmm. so it really opened a whole new world for me. And um you know, now I can even go home and tell my family I'm on a podcast. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> it's very cool. Well, that's fantastic. I think it'll be a great workshop. Uh, are you looking forward to it? Are you nervous about it? Uh, or are you... A little bit, but um, it's always good to put yourself out there and try something new. So absolutely, that's what I'm doing. Well, thanks for talking to us, Mary. Thank you. So our next guest on this special uh, edition of NextCast, our showcase preview, is Adam Thomas, who is a professor of multimedia design, interactive, and web development in the School for Media Studies. And he's going to be talking at showcase um, about making code engaging for all learners and specifically some tools that he uses to, uh, to get some reluctant learners into coding. Uh, welcome to NextCast, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for doing this. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about this workshop. What are you going to be telling people? Uh, it, it started a while back from um, from just having a really hard time engaging uh, students into learning code. Uh, I, t- I teach in three programs. It's the graphic design program, 
uh, a multimedia program and a web design and interactive media program. And the students in those programs seem to seem to be pretty split on um, on, on looking to learn design or or coding concepts. And, and it's really hard to engage coders into learning code. Uh, so that's kind of where this started. Um, I was also, uh, I'm a new faculty. This is the second year full time. And uh, as a new faculty, one of, one of the things we had to do was observe uh, existing faculty and, and just watch them, um, watch them teach. So I observed a class in industrial design. And the class I observed, the students were presenting their final uh, concepts, some industrial design concepts. And I was watching it kind of taken back because they actually had like physical stuff, right. which is something strange to me. Like everything everything we do was digital, and it was almost I was almost jealous that you guys actually build, get to build things. So yeah. so it kind of spawned from those two things, and just how can I make code kind of more tangible um, and more engaging to students, especially those students who don't want particularly to to learn code. They're kind of in the course because it's a, a prerequisite. So how did you solve that problem exactly? Like, how did you get, what did you actually do to get the kids into into coding? Um, so, so what we did is we wanted to make coding more engaging and more tangible and kind of less abstract to our students. So when you're coding something like a contact form, you write your code and, and you test it out and you fill out your form and you click submit. And then you're like, well, like, did that just work? So we took code and we configured a bunch of Lego Mindstorms uh, kits to to run off of JavaScript. So this way they're using the same code to code these Lego robotics as they are um, coding their websites. That was actually a really big hurdle to get past because uh, the Lego doesn't typically run off JavaScript. So when you're coding these robots, it's a lot less abstract because it's a lot less it's it's a lot more obvious if it worked or not. One right. of the first things we code is uh, a little Lego robot, a little vehicle. And the exercise is to just have it drive around a table and use a proximity sensor to avoid the edge, to avoid falling off the edge. So when it's not working, it's dead obvious because the Lego falls the off the table. The and, thing crashes. And, and smashes, Literally yeah. Crashes. So. And at, the, uh, at, at Showcase this year, so how, what are you going to be presenting? What are you going to be passing on uh, to other faculty in terms of what you learned going through that exercise? So this is the second year we've done this, this uh, research. We have, okay. This is the, kind of the second round. We... Um, we did it last year. We we learned some stuff. We improved it and ran a sec ran a second round. Uh, so this year at Showcase, we'll we'll actually bring some of the Lego robotics. Um, any faculty attending will have a chance just to do some really basic code uh, to code these robots around some obstacles and and kind of get a sense of what learning code is like. And then we'll just have a discussion as to um, what kind of tangible activities or. Uh, engaging activities could you possibly integrate into into similar curriculum or other curriculum so hopefully these concepts that we're kind of learning from this specific research can be applied to more than just learning code and you mentioned you, you did do some research you did research through um, through you know the SOTL program here and the, the teaching yeah. innovation fund um, and you've actually I believe you've actually spoken at some conferences on this on this how, what's the kind of reception when you when you tell people about this? It's it's good when I when I go to these conferences, the the title of the conference um, doesn't usually specifically mention code because I'm looking to bring in all sorts of faculty, all sorts of uh, educators, and just really have a discussion as how can we kind of integrate play, even in adult education, because there's a ton of research on play with children, um, and and despite the fact that 
children and adults typically learn in the same manner. Um, the, we, we almost kind of, like, we're not out to play anymore because we're, we're grown up, right, you know? <laughs> so, so just finding ways to integrate um, tangible play, engaging activities uh, into the classroom. It's just a lot more rewarding, I guess, in a sense, when you code something and something is physically happening. And well, that's really cool, and I'm, I, I think that's going to be a really cool workshop, and you're going to have a lot of people kind of wanting to play with those robots. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you list the fact that we get to, to build Lego, um, <laughs> then, uh, then people show up, I hope. so. Yeah, well, good luck, and thank you for doing this, Adam. Yeah, no problem, anytime. And our final guest for this special episode of uh, NextCast, this showcase preview, is Don Marie Warren, who uh, is the head of multimedia design at the Center for Teaching and Learning. Welcome, Don Marie. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, thanks for doing this. So you are doing a workshop with Teresa Steger at Showcase this year, and it's about uh, a bunch of kind of new technologies and, uh, you know, what they mean, you know, you're going to kind of make people a little less afraid of them, I guess. Things like VR, AR, XR, a number of other R things that I don't understand, to be perfectly honest. I wonder if you just tell me, what are, what are the actual technologies you're going to talk about? Okay, so there's lots of different technologies. You know, technology is at breakneck speed right now, and we, mm -hmm. want our, we don't want our teachers to feel overwhelmed. Um, so it's an opportunity for us to introduce these things to them in a way that is... Um, provides them with, oh, I might be able to use that in my classroom, um, rather than them going out, doing the research, trying to stay on top of these things. So this little workshop will give them an opportunity to look at, oh, that's AR, oh, that's XR, oh, that's VR. Mm -hmm. I, I have a much better understanding. I want to give them the idea of what it's like to be in that experience whether it be immersive or just watching it on a video. And then from that, from that position, it'll give them some ideas around perhaps how they might be able to use that technology within their classroom, with their students, um, in a way that's uh, a deeper learning experience for the student. Right. And is there a sense that like these, these students are Many of them are there already anyway, and the teachers need to be sure, uh, up definitely. to date with, and current with that technology because the students are using it and they want to use it. That's right. You know, there's there's a it's a way of um, I know a lot of people don't want to have the phone right in the classroom, but the reality, as we all know it, it's in the classroom. Um, or the, the um, people looking at Facebook. But these are ways we can use the technology to the advantage where the teacher engages the student. They're bringing these devices to the classroom anyway. They would be more interested in engaging with the teacher's content if it were presented in a way that they could use their devices. Um, so it's introducing a, a different way of using the devices rather than them being off on Facebook and whatever. Right. Um, and Meeting them where they are. In exactly. other words, like engaging them where, where they actually are going to be. That's right. Yeah. Um, and we can help out in that process uh, with uh, another piece of technology is 360 video. 
Um, so all those things are very easily, not all of them, but we can work with the teacher in order to make it happen where we can get that content pulled together um, and presented in a way that's uh, beneficial to them and the student. And in, you do a number of workshops throughout the year on, on this kind of stuff. Do you find in your interactions with faculty that there is a, um, a kind of yearning to learn about this stuff or is there a fear of it? Like what's the most, or I'm sure there's a little bit of both sometimes, but is it, do you find it stronger that people really want to know what it is or are they just, they're too shy, they're too afraid, they're too intimidated? So the folks that come to us, there's an openness, a willingness to want to understand this technology. Um, there's also obviously a, a level of uncomfortableness with it. So we try and just uh, present it in a way that's comfortable and um, they don't need to know all the details. It's just about that just-in-time learning. Um, do the basics that you need to know, and then uh, let us work with you to to find the easiest route, that um, and the most efficient route for the teacher to work with that technology. And then from there, just it's more about them brainstorming and starting to generate different ideas. Leave the workshop. That's going to continue to happen as now they have a, a, a deeper sense and a greater understanding of the technology. It's like, hmm, maybe this will work. In, in doing these kinds of workshops and, and uh, talking to people about these, these various technologies, have you had uh, instances where people have come in with zero knowledge? You know, they want to know about it, but they have n no understanding of it. They want, they want you to tell them what this actually is. And have, they've gone away and they've actually started using it and they've become, you know, even adept at it. They've gone there further with it and they've, they've actually started using it in the class. What I have actually found is that teachers actually may feel and think that they're really illiterate with technology, but not really. They're, they're actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and I think it's just simply around building confidence. And once folks gain that confidence in working with the technology, uh, whether it's you know really PowerPoint or a video camera or um, even their own iPhone, just taking photos or, or video and that type of thing, um, that they walk away realizing, I, I see empowerment happening. And um, so absolutely, Folks have stepped away from those workshops and said, this is something I, I, I can see myself doing. And, um, and that's a win. That's a win for everybody. For sure. And I'm sure it'll happen again at Showcase at your workshop. Yes. Good luck with it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for doing this. Okay. Next Cast is produced by Humber Press and the Creative Productions team at the Centre for Teaching and Learning at Humber College. Special thanks to Panit Waugh, Santino Pinozzo, Alison Lasorda, Darren Richards, and Eileen DeCourcy. To suggest stories for future episodes of Next Cast or to let us know what you think, email Humber Press, all one word, at humber.ca. That's humberpress at humber.ca. To learn more about the workshops, teaching certificates, and other support offered through the Centre for Teaching and Learning, and to read issues of Next Magazine, 
go to humber.ca slash Center for Teaching and Learning. Thanks for listening. See you next time. That's not a pun. Especially Santino Pinozzo, who always tries to, tries to me. <laughs> I screwed up your thank you. All right. Especially Santino. <laughs> See, I'm just going to put these at the end. The blooper reel. <laughs>